Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. And welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week on Listener Submit It Month, we are talking about Crawl Space from 1986. And as you know, someone drew the short straw, and it was Joey. Joey, welcome to the <laughs> podcast. Glad to be here. <laughs> and this was, I, I am pretty confident, this is your first time on the actual show. You've joined us for some live streaming stuff. But this is your first horror movie night appearance. Yeah, despite all the sexual favors I did for you, you kept bumping me back. So Maybe you should work on your sexual favors. And we'll <laughs> Before we dive into the email, the very long email that we received for Crawl Space, uh, Joey, you are part of Dark Hills Gaming with our friend Marissa. Or is it now Dark Hills Events? It is Dark Hills Events. We changed That's it. Right. Don't just do games. Yeah, so Dark Hills Events, uh, at the time that we're recording this, we're about to do a second version of the Cabin in the Woods live stream game. But when this comes out in mid-September, we're going to be right around Halloween time. And I'm willing to suspect that there will probably be another type of live stream game over on your guys' side of things. Yeah, we're working on a couple interesting things. Uh, right now, we're considering a 13 Ghost remote experience for those of you interested. Uh, and we're working on something in the vein of trick or treat. So come on back to Dark Hills events and see what nerdy horror shit we get up to. I'm very excited to see how I believe I was the one that messaged you that you should do 13 ghosts. And the fact that you took that suggestion made me so happy. You absolutely <laughs> were. I am always happy to steal good ideas. <laughs> so into crawl space, we got an email from, well, I'll read the email and we'll get to the name, but y'all who have been on the Facebook page know this man it says 
I found you guys during the shit storm that is 2020, and I'm super glad that I have. You are great, and listening at work just feels like I'm hanging out with friends talking shit on movies. So thank you. I've only got 78 episodes left on your Patreon list, and then onto your Patreon list. I've been wanting to say this for a long time, but Spaced Invaders is tight as fuck. Fuck all of you. I've got Matt's back on this. No, I will not rewatch it because I'm 35 years old. Now, Crawl Space. This is by far one of my favorite movies, and I don't know many people who know it, but it's got a director that went on to direct other movies and a writer that I know at least wrote one movie, which is this masterpiece. And according to IMDb, it's got actors that appeared in other movies. It's <laughs> rated it's rated a 4.2 on the tomato meter by 11 whole people. I know that there's at least one other person that's seen it and loved this movie. I won't ruin the plot. But I'll let you know a few things. The opening scene introduced me to a lifelong fascination with lingerie, just like Scott. It's got one of the best landlords that I've ever seen in a movie. And did I mention that he's an inventor as well? He creates the best banana slicer in the entire world. There's also zero dog deaths, as far as I can recall, and not a single rape scene that I can remember. Yet there is a death by anal. How? Well, you'll have to watch and find out. Also, there's boobs. And yeah. I'm glad I found your show because I've been watching horror since I was a little kid. I remember going to local video store, walking around the horror section for hours and the good old days where you didn't have to be 18 to rent an R-rated movie. But thanks and keep it up, Chris Robinson. Nice. I still don't think you have to be 18 to rent a horror-rated, an R-rated movie. Well, now you just click it on your Netflix. Ah. Yeah. yeah, so first thing I noticed when I hit play on this movie was Chucky B. This is a <laughs> Chucky band presentation. <laughs> Yep, it is. <laughs> and it shows. It's so funny that everything from the 80s that Charles Band's Band touched kind of looks and sounds and feels like Charles Band. It's, I mean, as as a producer, I don't know what he did to make everything kind of homogenized and, and gives me kind of that, like, nostalgia hug. It's yeah. weird. Because this was my first watch. This was my first watch. Joe, I think you said this was your first watch as well, but we had a conversation about remembering the box art to this. Yeah, it's so you could say that about so many movies from this era. Like the box art was better than the film itself. Uh, so quick question, which box art did you remember? Was it the one with the Nazi paraphernalia on it or no? No, not not Nazi paraphernalia. Is it the one with the orange floor and the hand coming up from the crawl space hole? Yes. There's also one that's just literally an art, like it's an all orange cover with just what? a bloody handprint next to a crawl space. It's like the same orange as like if you got a tape of Nickelodeon cartoons on VHS <laughs> as a child. Like it's it's not great. But I actually for some reason thought that the VHS cover to this was a movie that I, I had to Google to figure it out, but it was the Headless Eyes was the cover that I was thinking of, which is just a giant eyeball laying on the ground. But I swear to fucking God that they used that is the exact same cover for Killer Eye. Let me see. Literally, they used the same fucking... Am I am I crazy here? Because the killer eye has the exact same. The woman is different in it. In the killer eye, the woman has her hand behind her head, but in the headless eye, she has her hand like over her eye, like her eye just came out of her head. But that is absolutely the same cover. Oh shit! So we we dive into crawl space. I I think that it's worth noting since we're talking about the posters that Charles Band 
was infamous, especially during the years of Empire, which was the company he did before Full Moon, where they would just have a group of guys drawing up posters with names. And they wouldn't sell him movie scripts. They would show him posters. And if he liked the poster, he'd say, get a script for it. And that's how he sold movies, was based on the poster first and then writing the script to fit the poster. So That's incredible. Yeah, it's insanity. And I feel like that's how you get something like Crawl Space, which I was reading the wiki page on this movie. And Joey, I know you were doing some research because you were commenting about it on our Facebook page about the 11 minute short film that was made about the making of Crawl Space. It is 11 times funnier than the full film I watched. It is (laughs) this amazing documentary. What's it called again? It's called Please Kill Klaus Kinski or Please Kill Mr. Kinski. I got to look it up again. But apparently, yeah, Please Kill Mr. Kinski. Apparently Klaus Kinski fucking Nosferatu, one of the greatest actors, (laughs) made it just to hell. Hell on earth, the film. And so the crew started asking uh, the director constantly, please kill Mr. Kinski, please. (laughs) (laughs) So I I was looking up some of this, and basically the, the story that the director gives is that he wrote the first draft, and it was an anti-Vietnam tale revolving around a returning vet who decides to recreate a prisoner of war camp in his attic. And when he turned in the first draft, Charles Band felt that America wasn't quite ready for Vietnam stories. So he suggested to make it a Nazi instead. Mm. So the director said, you don't think America's ready for a Vietnam story, but you think that they still want to see more Nazi stories. And he said, I'll get you Klaus Kinski. And he said, if you get me Klaus Kinski, then I will make this a Nazi story. And he goes, so he got me Klaus Kinski. Um, so, so that's, and as we've learned through Puppet Master movies, Charles Band loves him some Nazis, at least as he really a protagonist. He loves putting them in the, like, I've heard multiple people talk about this now where like Nazis are just like the cheat code now for like bad guy. Like, it's just like now that's well, not like, just now. Well, no, no. But I've heard people talk about like as far back as like the eighties, it was always like, we don't want to do character development. So how do we get the point across that this is a bad guy? Ah, let's make him a Nazi. And then like... Look, if it's enough for Spielberg, it's good enough for... (laughs) You know, what's crazy to me is that we've been dehumanizing Nazis and killing them in video games and movies for basically 40 years. And yet there are people that are like, you know what's cool? Neo-Nazism. Listen. Like fucking... What? There's people who were Team Jacob. You knew she was going to end up with Edward. Why do you back a losing team? But people do it all the time, Scott. That's only the fourth time that Matt brought Twilight into a Nazi discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Jacob for being equated with Nazis. Am I supposed to know why you're referring to Twilight in 2020? (laughs) No, no one is. (laughs) Uh, Well, a new book came out a couple weeks ago, I think. Midnight Sun. Anyway, so the first scene starts with a stalking where a girl in lingerie just decides that the nibble, her nipples, her nipples, Jesus Christ, just, <laughs> just decides that her nipples need to breathe. So she just cuts little holes just for them to pop out. She needs to be so careful. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I just can't get over how dumb he is. Just He's your brother. Why is this a surprise? I don't know. So, Matt, what do you want to see? Uh, your nipples. 
Can I see your nipples? <laughs> I'm kind of upset with, you know, back to the, to Chris Robinson's email about this. He knows me too well because I actually have a note that is embarrassing to read out loud, but I'm going to do it because it's listener submitted month and this is all about self-effacement. So I have a, or a note that says the woman in sexually lingerie admiring herself in the mirror in front of a window trope really set me up for disappointment in life. <laughs> Cause that's not what real life is like. <laughs> my problem with, well, there's a lot of problems I have with this movie, but my problem with this movie is that it's only 80 minutes long, but it feels like three hours because there's only like five to 10 minutes that I was enjoying myself. Wait, did I watch a different version of this film? Cause the version <laughs> I watched was longer and had a different opening. Well, that's not the opening. The, the opening is him. Um, I, I, I don't remember exactly what the opening was, and I literally watched it 24 it hours ago. It was like a, someone got a knife through their chest, and then within 30 oh, seconds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got being hung. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a spring action spear. Mm-hmm. And then the intro started, and Jade started talking to me, and I was like, man, I really need to pay attention. And Jade talks for a while, and Jade did talk for a while. And then when she was done talking, it was still the intro that was just a panning camera through a hallway. I have no idea how long it was, but I know it was longer than a Jade conversation. If anyone would judge a time. Thank goodness she doesn't listen to the show because you would never get to, to sleep in the same bed. No, no, no. I thought you were going to say I'd never get laid. I was like, ah, joke's on her. I don't get laid. <laughs> so wait, what was – did you watch the wrong movie? No, I I, I definitely watched the right one. It held okay. – Klaus Kinski, but I was like 80 minutes. I wish I'd gotten to watch an 80 minute version of this. I watched an hour and 20 minutes at least. <laughs> Wait, did you watch it on YouTube? That is 80 minutes. Hang on. Oh my God. Why well, don't do math? I was like, who's going to tell them? <laughs> I love the fact that having a guest on, this is the first time ever where a guest has been worse at math than Math Kelly. <laughs> Uh, actually, this reminds me, I got a message from a listener the other day who I guess is working their way through our back catalog. And it says, I'm listening to your Pet Cemetery 2 episode. Thank you for correcting Scott on how to pronounce finite. It was driving me crazy. And I said, you're welcome. It's rare that I'm the one correcting someone's incorrect word. And she goes, oh, I listen. <laughs> Wait, so you can say finite or finite because it's infinite. So... Jokes on both y'all. I'm not sure that English language works. <laughs> I, I'm looking here and one of my notes, just as I'm jumping around, because I don't have a ton of notes for this. Uh, it's just said that they basically put about five minutes and $20 into making an eyeball and tongue prop for this movie. Because <laughs> uh, he's got the... And a finger. And a finger. But he's just got these like jars of body parts and they really look like any person's Halloween decor that they made themselves like <laughs> no it's the stuff that they got from fucking like uh, not even halloween express or or spirit halloween or anything it's like the joanne fabrics or michael's yeah they just went to walmart you know? and grabbed like a tongue <laughs> yeah exactly killer tongue <laughs> also a movie we won't watch another one of my notes says i think she's lip syncing and and then later oh my on, god that song is so bad and then later on it just says oh well she's definitely lip syncing here because oh because she's already dead oh man <laughs> but yeah it is this movie's like i mean i applaud it they're trying to do a lot with a little here they they clearly have 
a set <laughs> and they've got a couple actors. No, they got two sets. They have an apartment building, I mean, an apartment room. And that, well, actually, I guess that's not a set. They, they did most of those actually in an apartment building, so they wouldn't have to build anything. And then they have the crawl space set. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. It's like we, we got the crawl space set and we rented an apartment building. And from the looks of it, it probably wasn't a very expensive apartment building to rent. It looks like it's a little rundown. I mean, keep in mind that this is Charles Band, who is infamous for his family owns a castle in, <laughs> in Europe, <laughs> and he just refurbishes it for every movie so they save money so this is probably actually just a redone area of the castle to look like a staircase in an apartment complex that would make more sense because aren't they located in la or no they're located in la but they film everything in europe yeah okay i was gonna say because in la like a rundown apartment is like eight thousand dollars a month so (laughs) hey brian i don't know if you remember but you're not the kelly brother that lived in that city so i can't talk about it (laughs) i mean he's he's not wrong my my shithole was two thousand a month for like a room the size of a, a modest kitchen in an apartment so like it was, uh, you know, it's expensive out there. It sucks. So I can't imagine having to rent an entire apartment to shoot this trash. But uh, I mean, it's it's OK. It's OK. I mean, I shared that there's a Scream Factory sale where these are out of going out of print. And I was like, I don't need it. <laughs> like, I still. No. Yeah. I love that Scream Factory is like, you know, these didn't sell well enough. We're not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to bring them back. Yeah, we're not doing another pressing of this. I did drop 100 bucks on that, though. So back to Crawl Space. Like the movie that no one wants to talk about. I was going to say, am I, am I just being too hard on this, or did everyone else kind of just feel like, eh, it's a movie? I took, I mean, it, was, it wasn't as bad as the last two weeks. I was going to say, you were, you were very upset when we recorded My Mom is a Werewolf. You seem in much more chipper spirits, but that could also be because we recorded a Varsity Blues Patreon episode. There are a few things that make me happier than talking about James Vanderbeek in the 90s. (laughs) So that that helps a lot. So I want to imagine an alternate timeline where Donald Trump isn't president and we didn't watch this movie right after watching Rumpelstiltskin and My Mom is a Werewolf, where we can be a little bit more critical of the world instead of like, well, this isn't as bad as that yeah <laughs> i mean that's i feel like but here's the thing that i think with with chris because chris said that this was his favorite movie and i feel like this is absolutely one of those movies though where like i don't know if i rented this when i was like 14 i'd probably be like yeah i've got nostalgia for crawl space but like watching it for the first time in my 30s i was just like child's ben you've done so many better movies than this it's just so middle of the road. Like, it's super forgettable. It's always been on my to-do list, and that's why I picked... I mean, because, like, for people that don't know, the way that we do Listener Submit a Month is that we normally say, you know, we put out an open call around, you know, whatever, June or something to, to get people to send in emails for suggestions and immediately regret it because <laughs> people don't... The people that... I mean, and I, I love the fact that people listen to our show and are, are entertained, but I don't think that they get that the entertainment isn't necessarily from much watch, us watching bad movies. It's from us riffing on fun things that happen in movies that are questionable because they're like, you should watch Rumpelstiltskin. You should watch My Mom's a, My Mom's a Werewolf. Those movies are impossible to get 20 to 30 minutes of comedy out of because they are just so threadbare. 
But that's why we bring in heavy hitters like Joey and Bacon and Stephen Bay, because... Are they going to come back after one time of having to watch that (laughs) shit, though? Like, it's a one and done. Like, we're burning bridges left and right. I don't know. Joey, you'll come back if we asked you, right? I'm easy. I'm easy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah... what are, what are some of your thoughts, Joey? Let's let's give you some spotlight to talk about Crawl Space. So if I saw Crawl Space when I was 14, I probably would have vomited because this movie has a dirty feeling, or at least that's how it would have seemed in the 1980s. Watching it now, it fluctuates between, ugh, that's nasty and morally weird to what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this guy who's come here to have sex with this woman so, like, not eager to have sex with this woman. He also has a problem of coming too soon and then not at all. Um, <laughs> it's very weird how I don't think that in the 270 movies or whatever that we've discussed on Horror Movie Night, plus the probably 100 some that we that Matt and I did in Reddit Horror Club, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say, I'm going to come. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've heard people say it in movies, but usually it's like, a Lonely Island skit where they're like, I'm going to come. Like, and they do like a weird voice while they're saying it. This was very sincere and awkward. The whole movie sincere and awkward, but it's like you feel you feel the stink of 80s sleaze yep. all over it. But it also feels like it's too afraid to be sleazy. Like we've watched sleazier movies than this. You know what I mean? Dear God. Yeah. We have watched so many sleazier movies. There was a time, especially in the late 70s, early 80s, where like, grind like grindhouse sleazy trashy movies and like this is one of those films where like and i hate saying it like this is such a weird thing to say but like it wants to be sleazy but it's kind of a poser about being sleazy at the same it's kind of like when we did our month of rocktober and we all agreed that like rocktober blood out of the other movies that we watched like black roses and uh trick-or-treat and rock and roll nightmare like didn't feel like it was actually written by someone who loved heavy metal music. <laughs> yeah. Versus yeah. like the other two are like love letters to heavy metal. And this one just felt like, I don't know, heavy metal horror is making a, a big comeback. Let's make something real fast. And that's what this feels like. It feels like we want to be sleazy, but we want to make sure that we get that R rating that gets us into like normal movie theaters at the same time. So like it's it's very safe and never goes far enough with anything. And it doesn't fit the mold for full moon pictures for me. It well, just it's Empire, but still. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, like, full moon is like great horror for kids, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Says the guy that picked the creeps, a.k.a. Yeah. deformed monsters. Yeah. But I don't mean that it's good for kids. Like, oh, this is a family fun horror movie. But it's like they're so bad at being deep that they just kind of like whether a full moon movie is good or bad. You know exactly what it's about because they don't trust you to figure it out. So they like they make sure that you're well aware of the entire plot and everything that's going on as it happens. And this I figured out the movie like 50 minutes in, but I didn't know what was going on for the first half of this movie. So I'm looking at what came out for Empire at this time. And it's even more weird because like this is all of their releases, I guess, in alphabetical order for 1986. They put out Breeders. They put out crawl, they put out crawl space. They put out the Dream Maniac. They put out Eliminators, From Beyond, Rawhead Rex, A Robot Apocalypse, and Troll all in the same year. That's so, a good year. actually, sorry, and Terror Vision and Vicious Lips. It was a big year for Empire. You know what's so funny is that there are two movies on that. 
Well, there's one really good movie in that. There's only really one one masterpiece from Beyond. Of course. But then Troll and Terrorvision, good times. I mean, I love Troll and I like Terrorvision. You love Terrorvision and like Troll. <laughs> that is, you know what? Nothing has summed up our friendship and why we disagree than that sentence. <laughs> I like my Prada bag, but I love my whatever shoes. Yeah, but you don't have those shoes, so that's why you love your Prada bag. <laughs> Can you ever just be whelmed? <laughs> okay, so, so the one thing that made me actually laugh out loud while I was watching this movie is the sequence towards the end where our villain is gliding through vents yep. on a cart and vents that are wide enough for a human body to just glide through is like insanity to me. So good. That was the only good part of the movie, in my opinion. Hey, this man was clearly very thorough in his build. He was able to create a device that's just a knife on a really long pole that always <laughs> marks. Always. <laughs> so one of the notes that... Really, there's no context of bringing it up, but there's the guy who knows that this guy is insane and he's like kind of doing all this investigating. And I just wrote down that dude's nose is a perfect obtuse triangle, <laughs> which is like one of the weirdest <laughs> things I've ever written. But it does. It looks like it's a. So I guess nose. we're body shaming. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. You piece of shit. <laughs> I wrote if you actually see the notes it says that dude's nose is a perfect triangle and then there's like a little like sandwich thing to let me know obtuse triangle like I had to make sure that I had the precise type of triangle because it wasn't a normal triangle it was long line down long line across short line to connect isn't that an isosceles <laughs> or is isosceles perfect Triangle. I don't know. This isn't math night. Let's call our friend Digit Adams and see what the. What the <laughs> <is>. <laughs> All right. So crawl face. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a not a recommend on this side. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how this is anyone's favorite movie. I gotta be. I honest. love you, Chris. Though you're a great dude. We, we do love you. We do love you, and I don't shame you but I would like you to message me and explain why. I just want to say that Klaus Kinski still is good question mark in this movie. <laughs> at the very least, he's the thing that makes it most watchable question mark. Yeah, uh, he's he's definitely this. Well, because like everyone else is just like stock characters at this. Like, it's just like here. Here's the kind of nor nerdy girl that lives in the apartment. Here's the sexual girl that lives in the apartment. But like, I, I didn't have any money down for for neo-Nazi landlord living in the attic that invents ways to torture people. That wasn't an expectation that I had going into this. So it was a it was a nice little twist, I guess. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. 
and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Uh, but double features, Joey, as our guest, you always get first pick on what would your double feature with this movie be? With this movie? Oh, <laughs> shit. You know what? I would go with this and sticking with the Charles Band. I'd go with, is Puppet Master 2 the one with the Nazi flashback or is that 3? Three? Three. 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 Yeah. Three. I'd watch that after this so I felt better. <laughs> All right. I will say that with this one... I'm also going to stick with something in the Charles Band universe, but I'm not going into the crawl space. I'm going to check out The Cellar Dweller instead. Ooh. But that movie's not even that great. No, like, it's I, not. I've picked it. Didn't I pick that? That was a you pick. But uh, yeah, you know what? I just, uh, I'm grasping for straws. <laughs> And I'm just going to pick from beyond because you mentioned it. And because I, I was like, I have no idea what the double feature with Crawl Space. But since they're both Empire Pictures that came out in the same year, it's perfect. You start with Crawl Space and you're like, well, that was kind of boring and stupid. And then you watch from beyond and you're like, man, everything about this hits at, a, you know, 100 <laughs> percent. You're like, there's where the Crawl Space budget went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Brian? Um, I would actually put this with uh, I would follow this up with tourist trap um, because but- because I watched tourist trap after a long break and I was very rude to tourist trap and I was very disrespectful yeah. to tourist trap you and were. and I think that this would save the night and they're kind of similar uh, as far as you know little um, booby traps this one sucked as far as booby chaps uh, he didn't have too many booby uh, chaps booby chaps is that what booby the reason that she got her nubby nubbles nub what what did Matt say? <laughs> nibbles instead of nipples nibbles. nibbles she 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 cut the bra around her nibbles because <laughs> she didn't want to get booby chaps booby chaps around her nibbles that is what we have <laughs> to offer you guys on this episode <laughs> of horror this is a great <laughs> this is a great time to mention that we've got a patreon that you can pay money for more of this great content uh, <laughs> And I'm springing this one on Joey, but the ba- the Patreon bonus this week is us chatting a little bit more with Joey about Dark Hills events. So if you want to learn more about Dark Hills events, definitely go check that out. But for you guys who aren't paying for the Patreon, we still want Joey to give a little sneak peek, just like a, a, a peek behind the curtain of what Dark Hills events is all about. Dark Hills events uh, has one simple goal in mind, and it's to turn horror movies into real life. Back when we could all touch each other, we would uh, go out and we'd have these huge events. We ha- we'd have a Friday the 13th camp. Uh, we had a bloody Valentine ball that had a carry theme. And we will get back there one day. Uh, we will get back to bringing horror movies to life and uh, scaring the crap out of you in person. But until then, we are scaring the crap out of you from afar. And if you tune in on a monthly basis, we have started uh, with our Cabin in the Woods remote experience, where we have a small group of players try to survive, and the rest of the audience gets to watch and help kill everybody. And we're coming up devising a whole slew of different remote experiences. We want people to 
come in and relive their favorite movies in the comfort of their own home, but without having to watch the movies. So there's like a little extra step to it, but it's a step that uh, we think makes it worth it. We also, we like to do stuff for charity from time to time. So uh, if you like to help out, uh, whether it scares that care or whether we're just donating to the children's hospital, sometimes we like to help people. Nice. And very, very cool. And while you're on that microphone, Joey, how about you give us one thing that you've watched recently that you give a thumbs up, hard recommend to people? I just for the first time watched David Lynch's Dune, and it is a hard recommend. If you want pure insanity and Kyle MacLachlan in weird outfits, uh, I please go watch David Lynch's Dune. It was so bad good or good bad that I'm now going to read the book to see how different it is. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, aren't you trying to do a book club that's like all of the Dune books? Honestly, it's just the first one. I've heard it. Oh, okay. I've heard it's batshit crazy, and I want to read it with people. I don't want to just go into this alone, you know? <laughs> yeah, the first Dune is great, um, and then pretty much everything else sucks except for, I think, the third book. I've only read the first one, and I was going to get around to reading the third one, but, you know, life is stranger than fiction right now, so I don't see the need to go seek it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Brian would remember this, but our Uncle Craig was a toy collector, and he had the full set of Dune action figures that were released <laughs> as a movie tie-in. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, they were uh, pointless. Uh, so uh, I'm going to talk about something that Brian has been telling me to watch for a really long time, and I finally got around to watching it. Uh, Upload, which is a series on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's from uh, not Michael Schur, uh Greg Daniels, uh, the creator of The Office. And it is a fun little sci-fi comedy mystery film i guess uh it's based on a futuristic world where when you die um you can either risk it and find out if there's a heaven or you can have your entire conscience uploaded into a video game like world where people can like people who are alive can call call you and inter like talk to you they just can't physically be with you until they also die and upload themselves into the system. One guy is in a weird car wreck that brings him into this world, but his memories are wiped and he doesn't know why he doesn't remember certain details of his life. Uh, so him and the coder for the game begin to work together to try to solve the mystery on if he was murdered or not and why. Great show. Is that a TV show or a show, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a show on uh, Amazon. Yep. Okay, Matt said movie and I was like, I thought it was a show. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. no, I'm an idiot. TV show. <laughs> well, speaking of TV shows, Megan and I started watching Dollface with Kat Denning. Is that and, worth um, watching? Because I just put that on my to watch list. It's great. Okay. I mean, I absolutely love it. We're three episodes in and it is just, it's kind of like, take the idea of Nick and Nora's infinite playlist almost. Like it feels a lot like Nick and Nora with the visuals of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay, Ooh. cool. It confused me because I just also finished watching Fleabag and the icon looks similar enough that I was like, is this just like Hulu's version of Fleabag? <laughs> no, it is nothing like Fleabag from what I understand yeah. Fleabag to be. Uh, which uh, also quick, just soft, rec uh, not soft recommend, it's great, but Fleabag is really good also on Amazon Prime. And Scott, you'll be excited because probably next time we record, 
I'll be talking about what we do in the Shadows of the TV series because I finally started Yay! it. <laughs> so good. All right, and Brian, you're last up. I watched another show on Peacock that uh, it's weird, man. I've been watching these shows that aren't really my type of shows, but I've been getting really into them. And I like that. Uh, I don't know if it's due to, I don't know if Peacock got an early release uh, and they didn't really shoot any American shows yet for it. So basically all the original shows are, are British, which I really enjoy, especially the dramas, because in America, it seems like, especially for TV shows, like you're just not allowed to have a downer ending anymore. Like no matter what, it has to be a happy ending. And in the UK, they're like, now fuck this. We're telling a good story. However, we need to tell it. And there's a show called The Capture. And it's about they have the CCTV in London that can track, you know, face, analyze you. And it tracks everyone. And this guy gets arrested for kidnapping this woman. And he swears that he didn't do it. And it brings into the question if somebody could hack the system and kind of deep fake things and, and, and frame people. And that's pretty much the entire show, but it, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was only six episodes, but they were an hour each. So it was not a short watch, but not a very long watch either. And I would recommend that. And if anyone has Xfinity, you don't have to pay for Peacock. And if you don't have Xfinity, I wouldn't suggest paying for Peacock just yet. Get more shows up there. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Crawl Space from 1986, as picked by Chris of Listener Submitted Month. Next week, we are doing our last Listener Submitted Month, possibly oh ever. Goodness. Who knows? Yes. Uh, yes. But. It, You've lost your privileges. But I will say that it is absolutely the one I'm most excited to talk about. Uh, it is one of my all-time favorite movies, so I'm so excited that we're talking about it. And uh, you guys can tune in next week to find out what that movie is. And if you just need more Joey in your life, then head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash HMN podcast and get a little bit more Joey in that life. Thanks, guys. And we'll be back next week with more Horror Movie Night. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! <laughs> Alright, so come on down to, su- wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 